When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the We Are Podcast on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. I'm going to start with a confession here and uh, then kind of branch out into my thoughts about this week's huge, huge game against Ohio State. Biggest game of the year, part one. Obviously, Michigan is coming up here in another month or so. Here's my confession. All right. I started covering Penn State in 2006. Penn State has played Ohio State every year since then. And not one time have I ever predicted going into a game that Penn State would win. Now, in that time, Penn State has only won three times. They won in 2008 on the Mark Rubin uh, fumble, for, forcing a fumble against Terrell Pryor. They won in 2011 when Ohio State was down that year. That was a 20-14 to 14 game. That's the closest. I went back and looked at my game preview, and, and my prediction said, this isn't a strong Buckeye team, and this is a winnable game for PSU, but it's probably too much to ask for the Lions to win at the shoe under the circumstances. That was 2011. Penn State did win 20-14, to 14, um, but I picked Ohio State. Uh, and then, obviously, in 2016, Penn State with the enormous upset uh, on the returned blocked field goal for a touchdown. So, my confession is, not once since in my eight in my first 17 seasons of covering Penn State have I ever picked Penn State to beat Ohio State. Now, you can crack on me if you want and say, "Ah, Geiger, you hate Penn State." Blah blah. Hey, Penn State's never favored in these games. I, I don't believe I did not go back and check this. I don't know that Penn State's ever been favored in a game against Ohio State. They were not favored in 08 when they won. Um, they were not favored in 2011 out there. Uh, and they certainly weren't, weren't favored in 2016. Maybe in some other game, you know, I might have missed it. They, they, they were favored slightly, but point is, uh, going into every Ohio State matchup, I have always felt Ohio State's a better team, and I picked Ohio State to win. I am not certain, as I record this at 10.30 on Sunday night, I am not certain yet who I am going to pick in this week's game. Up until a couple weeks ago, I was I was certain I was going to pick Ohio State. Um, as the As the season has gone on, the way things have played out for both teams, uh, I'm, I may still lean toward Ohio State at some points. And then I sit there and think, okay, 
if these things happen, Penn State can certainly win this game. Let me just say this. I'm not going to make a prediction on the podcast here. I want to see how the week plays out a little bit. Maybe get some injury updates from the Ohio State side. They've got some key injuries over there. And then I'll make my prediction uh, either Thursday or Friday. If this game were being played at Penn State, I would pick Penn State to win. If this were at Beaver Stadium, I would pick Penn State to win this game. I, I feel confident in saying that right now. Because it's at the Horseshoe, I've been to the Horseshoe, what, let's see, uh, 6, 8, 10, 11, 13, 15. I've been, I mean, I've been to the Horseshoe every, every time Penn State's gone out there since 2006, since I started covering the team. To pick Penn State to win in Columbus is foolish. I mean, 90 plus percent of the time, it's just foolish to think that Penn State's going to go out there and win. And so that's, that's a big part of my thinking coming into this week is I think Penn State can win this game if certain things happen and Ohio State isn't as good as we think Ohio State's been for a lot of years, which, you know what, I don't think this team's as good as Ohio State's been for a lot of years. But it's still Ohio State, and they found ways to win some games. They they beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame just beat USC. Found, Ohio State found a way to beat Notre Dame on the road. They came back and throttled Maryland after a slow start. Ohio State has a tremendous defense itself. But I guess just in starting the coverage for this week, uh, given my confession that I have never picked Penn State to win against Ohio State, I might do that this week. I, I just might. I'm really close, man. I'm, I'm kind of flipping a coin right now, 50-50. And some of you might think, oh, come on, man. They're not going to go to Columbus and win. While others of you might think, this is Penn State's best shot. And if they're ever going to get it done, it's got to be this year. Clearly, there is an enormous, enormous amount at stake. here. I'm going to break down the game in the second segment and why I'm kind of going back and forth. There's an enormous uh, uh, amount of things that are involved with this game, repercussions. Some are calling this the biggest game of James Franklin's career. What I would say is this, okay? There is no doubt this is an incredibly significant game, but this is not really and truly a 100% must-win game for Penn State. We need to keep a little bit of perspective this week for this reason. If Penn State loses to Ohio State and then Penn State beats Michigan, if Michigan beats Ohio State at the end of the regular season, there's a very, very, very good chance that Penn State would go to the Big Ten Championship game winning the tiebreaker between itself, Michigan, and Ohio State out of the Big Ten East. The way the tiebreaker works is if all three teams have one loss, so again, Penn State loses to Ohio State, Penn State beats Michigan, Michigan beats Ohio State. That game is in Ann Arbor, by the way. If they all finish 11-1, and 
like the fifth tiebreaker in the Big Ten, what it would come down to is each team's record against other teams in the Big Ten West. Now, that's crazy. It's a ridiculous tiebreaker, if you ask me. But that's the way that's the way the Big Ten does it. And so uh, something big happened over the weekend. Penn, uh, Wisconsin lost to Ohio or to Iowa. Iowa beat Wisconsin. That's a significant thing because Penn State beat Iowa. And so depending on how some other things go, you know, throughout the course of the, of, of the rest of the season in the Big Ten West, there's still very much a chance that if Penn State loses to Ohio State but beats Michigan and they all go 11 and 1, Penn State could win a tiebreaker. Now, you're leaving things up to other scenarios to happen. And then certainly you're not controlling your own destiny and, and nobody wants to be in that situation. So if Penn state goes out and loses to Ohio state, they've really got, even if they beat Michigan, they've still got to hope for some other things to happen. I, I do think Michigan's better than Ohio state this year. And I think Michigan will win that game at the end of the year, but who knows, maybe somebody's injured, maybe somebody's playing well or better. Who, you know, who knows how that's going to play out. Just want to point that out because while I can agree with anybody who says this is an unbelievably significant game for Penn State and for James Franklin, uh, it, it, it is not necessarily the end of the road for the college football playoff hopes if Penn State loses. Now, one other thing I do want to add, um, I've changed my feeling on this. As the season has gone on, I went into this season thinking this was a two year window for Penn State to maybe win a national championship with Drew Aller. And certainly next year, they'll have Drew and Singleton and Katron and Abdul Carter back, and they'll have other good players back uh, next year. They've recruited well. I have changed my thinking to the point where this Penn State defense is the number one defense in the country. Well, they may lose Manny Diaz after this season, the architect of this defense. They're certainly going to lose Kalen King. They're certainly going to lose Chop Robinson. And so even though we think the defense will be good next year, is it going to be this good? This defense is a national championship caliber defense. We think, I wrote earlier in the week at DK Pittsburgh Sports, or a couple times actually, the, off, the defense has not played a quality offense yet. I mean, the offensive, the offenses Penn State has played have not been good offenses. So maybe some of this, what we're seeing from the defense is a little bit uh, uh, of a mirage. However, I do think this defense is outstanding and it's going to give Penn State a chance to beat Ohio State or Michigan or if they play Georgia or Florida State or anybody else, I think the defense would give Penn State a chance to win any of those games. I'll get to the offense here coming up in the second segment. But as I mentioned, I've kind of changed my thought process a little bit as the season has gone on with regards to, I think this has got to be the year. I think this is the year because while Penn state will be good next year. Oh, they'll lose Olu Fashnu on the offensive line as well. The pieces they're going to lose. And if they lose Manny Diaz, if he becomes a head coach somewhere, those are significant losses, man. And so, with what's ahead of them this season and the possibilities. And look, I think if Penn State gets into the playoff, if they get into the playoff, if they beat Ohio State and or Michigan and get into the playoff, they could win the national championship. They could, they could beat Georgia. They could, you know, on a, in a, on a given day, depending on how things go, if the defense is, is doing what it needs to do, you know, they could beat, 
uh, Florida State or anybody. Look, if you beat Ohio State in Columbus or you beat Michigan, which I think is the best team, then I think you could beat anybody else in the country. So it's right there, man. This is where we're, you're going to read a lot of stories this week about James Franklin and a lot of people saying biggest game of his career and he's got to prove it. He's one and eight against Ohio State. All of that's true. Uh, it won't be the end of the world for this season if Penn State loses, but I'll get back to what I started this segment with saying, I, I, even though I've never picked Penn State to beat Ohio State, I'm, as each day passes, I'm getting closer and closer to perhaps doing just that. Okay, so let me tell you the reasons why I think Penn State would lose this game. I'll tell you the reasons why I think Penn State can win this game in a minute. The reasons I think Penn State could lose this game are, one, I just think the offense still has issues. Um, I'm Maybe some of you are expecting me to address last week's scenario with James Franklin with him kind of embarrassing me with and, and I asked a bad question I'm not gonna get into all that stuff here I've spoken about it if you want to truly hear my thoughts about it I did a fantastic podcast last, last week on locked on Nittany Lion locked on Nittany Lion again podcast uh, I, I talked about it for 30 minutes and how it impacted my life you want to go listen to that it's a great podcast I encourage you to do so uh, so I, it may sound like I'm beating a dead horse here with throwing the ball deep and, and, and expanding the field and all these kinds of things. But I just think Penn State's gonna, got issues on offense. And so if you're going to go to Columbus and, and Ohio State has a sensational defense itself, okay? Penn State's got a great defense. Ohio State's got a great defense. I just don't really believe that Penn State's going to be able to move the ball up and down the field all day uh, with 12, 14 play drives. It's very difficult to do that against that caliber of defense. You're going to need a big play here or there. This is just not a big play offense, folks. Um, you know, I was not at all surprised to see Penn State come out and take some deep shots against UMass. I kind of thought, one, that they would, and especially after what happened between myself and James Franklin with all the hubbub about it last week. Sure enough, the first play of the game, they were going to throw a deep. They, they were against UMass. Uh, it didn't work out. Drew ended up throwing the ball away and they attempted four or five other deep passes throughout the game. Hey, at least they tried. I'm, I'm glad they tried, but they didn't even succeed throwing deep against UMass. There was one good throw that Drew made to Harrison Wallace, the third up the right sideline. Maybe just, uh, you know, one, two percent overthrown a tad, but Harrison Wallace should have caught that ball as well. You know, he, he could have caught that ball anyway. And that would have been, uh, you know, a nice deep play. But if I'm trying to think, you know, how I'm going to predict this game and what's going to happen, I just have not seen enough out of the Penn State offense to make me overly confident that they're going to go in there and do a whole lot of damage. Now, how much damage will it take to win the game? Again, I'll get to Penn State's defense in a minute, but... Excuse me. I just think the offense without the, without the threat of the deep passing game. Now, there are other ways 
for Penn State's offense to attack Ohio State's defense. One, the running game. They've got two good running backs, but some different out, some, some screen passes, some quick little outs, you know, some, some bubbles and try to get the, get guys into some space for yards after the catch. Maybe slot out. Katron or Nicholas Singleton, give them a chance to get some yards after the catch on, on some little, you know, uh, dump offs or even a wheel route or whatever. There are different ways to utilize different things. Mike Yersich's creativity will be put to the test this week. Getting the tight ends involved. We saw the tight ends catch three touchdowns against UMass. Theo Johnson had two. Tyler Warren had another. This is the kind of game. Look, I, I will stand pretty firmly in my belief that Penn State's wide receivers are not really collectively good enough to win this kind of game uh, traditionally, okay? But the tight ends, as and James was asked this after the game against UMass, the tight ends can be a part of that as well. You know, if you can utilize the tight ends to catch four, six, eight passes that you would typically need a wide receiver to catch, you know, or a big play kind of scenario, that's Penn State's opportunity there. So all things being equal, I don't particularly like Penn State's offensive um, offensive chances against this Ohio State defense on the road. You know, Drew has never been in this kind of environment. No, he's never thrown an interception, but he's going to be put to the test a whole lot more in this game. He's going to face a lot of pressure. And Ohio State, I think, is going to stuff Penn State's running game halfway decent. So it's going to be a challenge if they can get a chunk play here or there. They can, you know, drive the field. Maybe you get three good drives, three good 10 play drives. You score a touchdown on one. You get a couple field goals after two others. Well, there's 13 points. And how many points is it going to take to win this kind of game? Just don't know. Um, But the offense is a concern. Uh, the kicking game is a concern for me as well with the field goal situation. I've written about this a couple times with Alex Falcons. Uh, he's seven for nine. He, he's, he's had a decent year. He, he made two thirds of his kicks at Columbia. He's 70 plus percent this year so far, but he's never kicked in a game like this in his life. Every field goal Alex Falcons attempts on Saturday is going to be the biggest field goal attempt of his life. Because every single one of them could determine the game. If he makes one to make it three to nothing early in the game, that could be three points that end up help, helping determine the game. If he misses one at some point that changes how things play out, look, I, I wish the best for Alex Falcons. He seems like a really good dude, but he's never been in this kind of scenario in his life kicking on the road in this magnitude of a game. So that's a concern to me. I think they're going to lead at least two or three field goals without missing any. And if they get that, and and look, folks, I'm not talking about 30-yard field goals here. A 30-yard field goal means the drive stalled at the 12 or 13, okay? I'm talking about 45 to 48-yard field goal. I don't know that it's all that reasonable to expect Alex Falcon to make a fifth Falcons to make a 50 yard field goal at the horseshoe, but he he's going to need to make a 42, 45, 47 yard field goal on a, on a drive that stalls, you know, between the 25 and the 30, because it just like Penn state's defense gets a lot tougher. You know, the closer you get to the red zone or inside the red zone, Ohio state's defense is going to get a lot tougher as well. So I, I can see Penn state, 
getting four or five first downs, getting to the 30 yard line, that's a 47, 48 yard field goal. You get to the 25, you know, the, now you're in low 40 range. Those kicks are going to have to be made. Am I confident that Alex Falcons is going to make those kicks? Uh, not, not so much, not saying he can't make them, but he's never attempted a kick like that in his career. All right. So those are a couple of reasons why I, would be very, very, very hesitant to pick Penn State to win this game. One other one, and this has to do with Ohio State. I think Ohio State's playing a lot better. All right. I've said this for a while. If you're Penn State, maybe you wanted to play Ohio State early in the season while Kyle McCord was still trying to figure some things out and you don't quite know what's going to happen with the Buckeyes uh, who don't have a great offensive line and don't have a great running game and they've got some injuries this year. And those all things all help Penn State. But this is an Ohio State team that beat Notre Dame on the road, came back and throttled Maryland, went to Purdue. Not not that Purdue's real good, but it showed, you know, that could have been a trap game a little bit for Ohio State with Penn State waiting in the wings, and they went and throttled Purdue. Um, it, it's an Ohio State team that I think is probably playing with a lot of confidence right now. And Kyle McCord, he's not a game manager, folks. I don't think he's a great college quarterback. He's certainly not C.J. Stroud or Justin Fields or some of these other guys, but Go look at what Kyle McCord has done. He's he's put up some numbers. He's been pretty efficient. All right. And so I don't think I don't think the Penn State's going to go in there and just, you know, uh expect Kyle McCord to be nervous and not be able to make plays. They're going to put a lot of pressure on him. So let me get to reasons why I think Penn State could win the game. Number one is the defense. If they can hold Ohio State to say 17 points. Now you've certainly got a winnable game. Ohio State only scored 17 against Notre Dame. They were down 17 to 10 against Maryland in the third quarter. And Maryland's defense is certainly not what Penn State's defense is. If, if Manny Diaz can come up with a scheme and these guys get after the quarterback the way they have and put pressure on Kyle McCord, Certainly, if that I look at that number around 17, I don't know that Penn State, I wouldn't feel overly confident with Penn State scoring more than 17 unless there's, you know, a crazy special teams touchdown or a defensive touchdown or something like that. But 17 is kind of a number that I think you're going to have to limit Ohio State to. Can Penn State's defense hold them to 17? Well, uh, that's going to be a challenge. Now, Ohio State's running game. They're dealing with injuries there. Travion, Travion Henderson has been injured and their offensive line is not particularly strong. So Penn State's going to be bringing the pressure. I think they're going to be trying to stuff it as much as they can at the line of scrimmage and get into Kyle McCord and all of those things. These are things that Penn State does very well. Now, again, this has been against weak, weak offenses that they've played so far. But if they can do those things and get to Kyle McCord, force him to one hit him a lot, sack him a handful of times, hit him a lot, hurry him a lot. He's got sensational receivers in Marvin Harrison uh, Jr. and Emeka Abuka, but he's been injured. Abuka's been injured, so I, I would think he would come back and play this week. We'll see how that goes. But if Penn State's defense can come in. Shut Ohio State down pretty good. Force Ohio State to the air and have to throw the ball long. Well, now that plays into Penn State's hands because they've got the good secondary. But is, you know, is Kalen King, is he going to go up against Marvin Harrison? Is he going to be able to make those plays one on one? We'll see who wins those kinds of battles. But the bigger, the single biggest reason why I am kind of leaning 
again, I'm a little, I'm probably 50 50 now, but if I'm going to lean toward picking Penn State, it will be because of the defense, not first and foremost. Um, maybe the defense can get a turnover and, and get a short field at, at the 20, 30 yard line. And if Penn State could even get one touch again, folks, I'm, I'm trying to think of scenarios of, of Penn State, the ways they can, they can win. I don't think they're going to win a game in the 20s, certainly not in the 30s. If they can keep it to 2017, you know, maybe 21, 20, 23, 20, maybe. But if you can get a turnover and a quick touchdown off that turnover, now the offense really only needs another 14 points, maybe 13 points. So, uh, I, that's, that's why I, I guess. I'm giving Manny Diaz and the defense so much benefit of the doubt that, as mentioned a couple times, I've never picked Penn State to beat Ohio State. And they've only beaten them twice since 2009. And James is 1-8 and against Ohio State. But that's kind of how much faith I have in the defense right now. Will the defense get exposed a little bit against Ohio State? I will not overlook that possibility. That maybe some of this stuff we've seen from the defense is just smoke and mirrors a little bit because they haven't played a really strong offense. I just know Penn State's got a lot of good players on the defensive side of the ball and a lot of depth. And I have a lot of faith in Manny Diaz. So those are that, you know, that's really the biggest reason. Another thing, again, I mentioned the tight ends earlier. If Penn State can utilize ways to get guys the ball to help them move the chain, I don't think you're going to be able to go in there and just run a traditional style of handoff, handoff, throw on third and six, throw third and four. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work. You're going to have to do some things to really mix it up, utilize all your personnel, and that will come down to Mike Yersich as well. So you're going to read a lot again all week about how can James Franklin win the big game? Let me tell you. I think this game's going to be won by Mike, by Mike Yersich and Manny Diaz, either won or lost. You know, James, James may have to make a key decision here or there, but the schemes that Mike Yersich and the plays that he calls, and then the schemes and the packages that Manny Diaz puts his personnel in, those are the guys that are going to have to, have to win this game for Penn State. back to the third and final segment of the we are podcast short segment here i just want to spend a couple of minutes and maybe make everybody stop and think how much fun this week will be should be uh and just how much you want to soak it all in i know many of you kind of will do that uh, but these kinds of games don't come along very often I can make a case this is Penn State's most important game since 1994. Maybe you agree with that. Maybe you disagree. This game has been on the calendar for a couple years now. Not just this season. We've known since Drew Aller was coming to Penn State and seen and looked ahead what could happen during his tenure. The magnitude of this game just cannot be lost on anybody. And... 
if you think about the way college football works, my least favorite thing about college football is just how one week kind of bleeds into the next with a lot of these opponents. You know, I've covered Penn State for a long time, and Penn State's going to beat most everybody with a, with a few exceptions. So every game comes down to one, two, three big games a year. This year, there are three big games. If you want to include Maryland, I still think Maryland's a fraud. So certainly there are two big games, Ohio State and Michigan. We've had these games circled for a long time. Just step back and enjoy everything that happens this week because, you know, let's just say Penn State goes on and wins a national title. Who knows? The memories that are made this week against Ohio State potentially, you know, could be things that that stick with you for decades. You know, we we all remember uh, the Tomba Ali strip sack of Troy Smith in 05, Mark Rubin, Terrell Pryor in 08, the the kick block field goal return for a touchdown in 16. You remember these things. These are tremendous, tremendous memories uh, against Ohio State. Well, what if Penn State can go out there and win and turn it into a playoff berth and turn it into a potential national championship? That's really... I'm not exaggerating or overstating what's at stake here. I cover Penn State for 52 weeks a year. Um, and basically my whole job comes down to these kind of couple of weeks. You know, you, you, you write so many stories or podcasts or notes or whatever about all kinds of things. You're just kind of feeding the animal, feeding the machine all to get to this week. It all comes down to this week and again Michigan next month but all these games West Virginia Delaware you know we thought Illinois could be a challenge it wasn't Northwestern Iowa was embarrassing it's just really cool to think about what's at stake this week we're going to be talking and writing about James Franklin and and Ohio State's injuries and big game here and all these types of things but uh as a sports writer, I know I'm going to do it. As a fan, I hope you do it. Just enjoy the week because the, this is, this week is what college football at this level is all about. You, you circle the game on the calendar. You look ahead to it for months, if not years. And, uh, hey, do I know who's going to win the game? Let me say this. 80 plus percent of the time, I do know who's going to win the game when Penn State's playing. It's going to be Penn State. Do I know who's going to win this game? Uh, no. I, t- I, I've always picked Ohio State. The fact that I can sit here and make the confession and tell you that I don't know which way I'm going to go just yet. Uh, that's about, in my mind anyway, that's about as much of a toss up as, as I can, I can say. And, uh, uh, because I just don't know. I don't know how good Penn State's defense is. I think it's great, but I don't know. I don't know how good Ohio State is. We think they're a little bit down, but we just don't know. So I'll have stories, and I'll be talking about it on my radio show all week. Uh, but the talk, it's it's almost time to end the talk and end in the uh, you know, looking ahead. I cannot wait for Saturday. We'll be at the Horseshoe, have full coverage, extensive coverage. I'll, I'm going to try to have a couple extra stories this week at DK Pittsburgh Sports to make sure we are maximizing uh, all of the interest level here uh, for the Penn State fans. So 
Looking forward to it on Saturday, folks. We'll see how it goes. Thanks for tuning in, as always. 